Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. I am your host, Mad Max, and today is part three in our MonsterVerse review. We're going to be covering uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, which is a sequel to the 2014 film. And uh, unfortunately, not too many people from the original film return. I think in this film, Ken Watanabe is probably the only person from the first film to come back for this one. Uh, but he's joined by a pretty solid cast. You have Vera Farmiga, uh, Kyle Chandler, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and um, uh, uh, Charles Dutton in this film as well. And this film picks up, uh, I want to say, three or four years uh, after the events of the first film. And... Um, Basically, in this film, if you saw, if you if you heard my review for Kong Skull Island, then you know that at the end of that movie, in the post credit scene, they show you uh, the hieroglyphics of an ancient, uh, an ancient feud between Godzilla and the three-headed monster known as Godira. And in this film, uh, Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler play a separated couple uh, who work for different brands of an organization. I think Vera Farmiga's character is almost portrayed as the villain because she has discovered a way to awaken these, uh, these ancient, uh, beings because they have been discovered fossilized still to whereas, uh, Kyle Chandler discovers animal behavior and, you know, he's like your animal expert, so to speak, and things like that. And of course, Monarch is also involved, but Monarch prefers to work with uh, Kyle Chandler to whereas um, uh, Vera Farmiga and Charles Dutton kind of had their own little thing going on. They plan to unleash their issue is to unleash all these Titans so they can restore uh, the planet to what it once was. We, the human race, have already destroyed it so it's kind of a chance to fight for their future. However, Monarch and everybody else doesn't feel that that's a good way to go. So uh we are introduced to three new monsters. Uh, obviously, we're introduced to our main villain, the three-headed dragon known as King Ghadira. Uh, the the blue butterfly, which is um, uh, it is known as Mothra, and then of course the giant firebird known as Rodon. And all of these monsters are awakened to kind of give um, to kind of have this epic battle. I think King Ghadira is probably the first one, and Godzilla awakens to go and fight it and it's a pretty cool epic scene and things like that and then of course Rodon is there Mothra is there and it's kind of like I would say like a tag team thing you know when Godzilla kind of gets his teeth kicked in in this one by King Ghadira in their first fight but because of um, because of Ghadira's uh, massive size strength and uh, fighting ability he's able to recruit Rodon as his kind of like servant so to speak and uh and you know the movie kind of goes from there like they have to figure out how to uh they have to figure out how to how to you know kind of even the playing field so to speak so when mothra is awakened uh mothra and godzilla kind of team up to take out these two entities and um and uh you know that's that's where we have our king of monsters it's it's an old-fashioned battle royale you have two flying monsters and two dragons going one going toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other now this was a major improvement from uh the sequel 
I mean, from the from the 2014 film, because now you actually see the monsters fight, but it's kind of a bit dark at times, you know? Like, what I mean by dark is, like, you can rarely see it. Like, when they light up, when they have all their superpowers going at each other, it was something to be seen. These movies in general, whether it's, uh, and like, I, I, I can't stress this enough. This A movie like this, the magnetism, the size of it, definitely has to be enjoyed on the big screen. Um... It's something about it. It just looks cool seeing these monsters go toe to toe on the big screen with you know the 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 size of everything that's going on, and and it really looks cool. The look of King Ghidorah is incredible. Rodan looks cool. Mothra looks cool. You know they definitely pay homage to you know the Japanese style filming and things like that. Uh, but unfortunately, the movie does kind of suffer from the same things that kind of happen with the other films. The human characters. Are not all that interesting I think the one interesting character was Millie Bobby Brown who she kind of plays the young girl kind of caught in the middle because she's the kind of caught in the middle between her parents who are on the separate she's the daughter of Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler and she's kind of caught in the middle she wants to help her dad but she 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 loves her mom you know she understands the idea that what her mom is doing is not right and you know, she kind of gives like a solid performance, like a reluctant, she's like the reluctant uh, teenager who can kind of, you know, do stuff on her own. And um, so that being said, a lot the action sequences are really good. Like I said, the fight scenes are really good. It's just the human characters. I don't want to say they kind of bog the movie down, but it's like when they try to tell the story and things like that, they give us the expedition. It's like, all right, now, okay, I see where this is going and things like that, but at the same time, the movie, I don't want to say the movie could have done without it, but uh, it really kind of was an improvement. You know, everybody, you kind of had a little bit of a of an infighting between the human characters, and that was something that interesting that, you know, you had to pick a side eventually. You know, you understand where Vera Farmiga was coming from, even though she's kind of looked at in the villain role, and you definitely understand where Kyle Chandler's coming from and things like that. But overall, this was a... This was a movie that really kind of uh, expanded the boundaries from the first two films. Like they definitely went all out for it, and the, you know they they were really striving to make an incredible monster movie, and I think they did. You know, so far it's probably the most entertaining one. You know, I won't know anything until we get to Godzilla versus Kong, which um, that episode will probably come out later today. Um, but but with this film. Uh, this film in particular, I think they kind of they, they it was it was a little bit of they kind of threw everything at the at at the at the wall to see what would stick. But uh, it, I mean, it worked. I, I I really think it worked. Like I think now, like the Japanese films, he fights one monster throughout time. But you know, it's a little it it, it kind of works differently. You know, with the American audience, they try to throw everything at the at the wall to see what will stick and. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's bad, but, you know, it, it could have been better. Like, if, if King Ghidorah was probably the, the, the main monster villain, I probably would have been okay with that. Rodon could have came out in the next one. Um, it could have worked in a, a different type of way. I, and, you know, if Mothra's not really looked at as a villain, and uh, as an, as a, as a, um, as a, uh, as an ally, you could have built that up. Like, I would have done... King of Monsters, he fights Ghadira at the end of that movie. You kind of, uh, not, well, I would have started with Rodan, so to speak. You know, start with Rodan and Godzilla, and Rodan kind of realizes he's over, he's a little bit too powerful for, um, uh, 
for uh, for Godzilla. You know, he he's not really going to be able to go toe to toe. However, when they awake, like the post credit scene would be would be them awakening King Ghidorah to kind of bring balance back and things like that. And then once we go into another sequel, like you could have broken King of Monsters like almost into its own trilogy. King Ghidorah wakes up in the second one, and then you know at the end of that one we got Mothra come back, and then when we get to a third film, you know it would have been like the ultimate showdown between Godzilla and Mothra versus Ghidorah and Rodan. So that would have been kind of cool. But I digress. Uh, this film was pretty good. Um, it really kind of shows you the, uh, the 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 look and like the designs for each character is very different. You know they follow the similar patterns of the Japanese styles, but it, it still feels kind of modern. You know, like Rodan kind of looked like a pterodactyl, but on fire basically, and then you know. Uh, Mothra just kind of looked like a, a a glowing butterfly, like almost like a butterfly and a and a firefly put together, and uh, that 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 was really cool. And then King Ghidorah looked amazing. They, there's that great shot. Uh, I think they have it in the trailer where they're standing on opposite sides of the of the of the of the uh, of the of the island that they're on, and you see and you see Godzilla just kind of standing there, but you see. Gadira kind of throw his wings up and all the heads are flying everywhere and then they run at each other. That was really cool. The throwdown at the end when it's the two on two, that was really good. But then they also expanded it. Like at the end of this movie, they show you other Titans that are that are not on Earth but have been awoken by this by this company that Veer Famiga has kind of joined. And um, you see like this this giant spider. I think they do show the Muto again. Um, they show this mammoth and you see all these other ones bow down to Godzilla, even Rodon, uh, who is kind of spared because even though, uh, Rodon, uh, they kill Gadira and they kill, um, Mothra, but Rodon kind of sees it like, all right, all hail the, hail to the king, basically. That's what that closing shot is. And it's all kind of, um. It's all kind of sim, you know, symbolic. Like these, mon the, the monsters respond to Godzilla. Like these titans look at Godzilla as their king. You know, if anyone gets out of line, they're going to have to deal with him, because that's what Godzilla has been looked at since his first film. When, whenever these titans are awoken and they start to wreak havoc and things like that, but he's kind of looked at as the one that kind of restores the balance. He's the one that nature always has. Uh, safety measures and things like that to kind of bring balance to what's going on so if they send another titan godzilla will awaken and go after it uh i thought that was really cool and then you kind of see that the title of king of monsters comes forward in the in that closing shot there's also a um there's also a post-credit scene in this film which uh it really like i i, I like when the first time i saw it i didn't understand it like i was like what, what the hell what are they going to do and uh, so Charles S. Dutton, uh, who's he's the he's the guy from um, he's the guy from um, uh, he's the basically I don't want to say the villain role, but he kind of works for the company that's trying to wipe out the world in a way that just you know with the Titans and everything like that. He wants to you know rid them all and things like that. And uh, so at the end, it's him and a couple of other people going to 
uh, this, uh, not another corporation, but somebody else and saying that, um, uh, and saying that, uh, and say, and they, I think they found one of the heads of Gadira, you know, Gadira has the three heads and things like that. And he kind of, it's laying there and then he was, we'll take it all. And they take the head and they end up taking the head and things like that. So it's like, what the hell are they going to do with the head of Gadira? One of the heads of Gadira and things like that. And, uh, correction, I've been saying that guy's name wrong this whole time. I just looked at it. Um, and I also forgot another character that I didn't even mention in my other review. Man, I feel like a dumbass now. But his name is Charles Dance, not Charles Dutton. I forgot. Because uh, Charles Dance has been in other movies that I've seen that, uh, prior to that. But Charles Dance plays the main the main villain. The main human villain, so to speak. Even though Vera Farmiga has looked at it that way. He's the one kind of pulling the strings. But yeah, his name is Charles Dance. And uh, Sally Hawkins was in the movie... Um, she was in both of, she was in this one and in uh, the first Godzilla. She's kind of like uh, the the assistant to Ken Watanabe's character. And uh, she kind of gives a pretty good performance in this one uh, to where she's kind of barely used in the first one. But yeah, you know, the performances in this movie are, are a little bit better. Um, but because of the new cast and things like that, it, it, it kind of overshadows the fact that other people came and know what they're talking about. I don't think there's really any mention of Kong Skull Island. Uh, so, you know, that really kind of threw me off because if Kong, if Godzilla vs. Kong is supposed to be the next film in the series, then uh, you, you got to be at least building towards that. So I think when we do the, the, the Godzilla vs. Kong film in general, uh, we'll probably get a good sense on how it ties in because, this like I said, this movie did not tie into... Uh, the King Kong films really at all and uh, even the post credit scene didn't do a whole lot of uh, explaining what, what the next possibility is it could be I mean it really could be something different but we won't know until we see the uh, the Godzilla vs. Kong I'm supposed to go see it here in a little bit so uh, like I said I'll have that, that episode of, of uh, Godzilla vs. Kong will probably drop sometime later today so be on the lookout for that uh, all in all uh, overall, guys, this was a this was a really good movie. It was a major improvement from the first film. Uh, slightly better acting because you have a different you have a brand new cast. Uh, the monsters are badass in this movie. There's a lot more to look at now, and uh, this movie really kind of um, would kind of be the standard of what a monster movie really should be. It's so, so far it's the best one out of the pre out of the three previous films that had the good monster action and had solid performances from uh, the human characters. So uh, that's going to conclude today's episode. Uh, like I said, be on the lookout for uh, the fourth and final episode, which will cover uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And also be on the lookout for uh, other things as they come out. I know uh, Falcon Winter Soldier Episode 3 has dropped, but like I said, if you heard my... Uh, uh, in other reviews that I've done, I said I'll probably wait till episode four drops, and then I think that Friday after I watch episode four, I'll probably give you guys a review of episode three and four together, just like I did episode one and two. Uh, anyway, if you enjoyed the review, uh, you know, like, share, and subscribe. You know, follow me on all social media: Mad Max 09 on Twitter, Mad Max 2000 on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I hope you guys, I, uh, one thing I will say, I hope you guys really have, enjoy your Easter holiday, uh, 
happy Easter to everybody out there and things like that. And as always, guys, embrace your inner madness and hope you guys have a wonderful Easter.